The Bible is more than the history of God. It's His story. And here to show you how God can contribute to your story is your host, Barbara Culver. Today I'm going to talk to you about the most remarkable miracle that Jesus performed in Scripture. And you say, why was that? Number one, it's the most recorded miracle. It was recorded in all four of the Gospels. It was the most publicly done miracle with the most witnesses to it. There was food that existed that did not exist. So we're going to the book of John, chapter 6, and the miracle you might recognize is the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus takes what is broken and he mends it. He builds up what is torn down. He healed the sick. He gave the weak strength. But here in John chapter 6, we see that he calls into being what seemingly is impossible to be. I'm not going to read it to you, but I want to encourage you when you get off here, read chapter 6 of the book of John about the feeding of the 5,000. It teaches us that when we think a person cannot be saved at all, we have to keep hope alive because Jesus does the impossible. He creates a new heart in people when we don't think it's even possible. You know, I used to have a friend that she and I prayed for her husband for many years. And we would go to the altar and we would pray and pray hard, seeking the Holy Spirit to move in him. But when we got up from that altar, she would look at me and she would say, but I don't believe he'll ever be saved. Why would you say that? You just prayed and asked for it. Do you not believe that Jesus can do it? Yeah, I believe Jesus can do it, but I don't believe he will. Because he gives my husband free will and my husband's not going to do it. You see, that kind of thinking leads us to despair and hopelessness. You have to believe in order to it, for it to happen. You have to have faith that Jesus is going to hear your prayer and Jesus will take care of it. We all are living in a wilderness, in the darkness, and we all hunger We hunger for Christ. Most people don't even know that. But God put a hungering in every person that he creates. There's an empty spot. 
and that empty spot can only be filled with Jesus feeding you. And he feeds you through the word. He feeds you through salvation. The miracle here is to teach us that Christ's gospel can supply all the hunger for all mankind. It's not just a physical hunger that he was trying to teach them. It was the spiritual hunger because we all have that hunger in us. It may seem weak and foolish to many, the gospel, but the cross is enough for everybody. It doesn't matter the number. It doesn't matter what nation you come from. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. Jesus loves you. And he died just for you. If there had been no one else in the world, he would have still hung on the cross. Because you see, the gospel shows us that is the power of God that draws men to him and then saves them. You say, save them from what? From hungering? Because when you have Jesus in your life, that hunger is fulfilled, but you still have a hungering for the word because he is the word. And so the word is what you have to keep in your life. It has to be there. There was just five loaves of bread and two fish. And to the disciples and to the multitude that was there, that just seemed too small to feed such a crowd. But you see, when Jesus got a hold of it and he blessed it, and then the disciples distributed it, there was more than enough. There was 12 baskets taken up of leftovers. And every commentary that I have ever read believes that those 12 baskets was given to the disciples. I disagree with that personally because the disciples didn't have the five loaves and the two fish. The young boy did. His mother had prepared it for him to take. And Jesus always gives back more than what is given. So I personally believe the little boy took those 12 baskets home. And his family was fed for probably a good while. Because he was willing to give what he had. Are you willing to give what you have in order to get more from Christ in order to receive the power of God in your life? You see, you have to give it in order to receive it. And it is more than enough, I promise you, every time. His life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection may seem foolish to most people. And they think, well, there has to be more to it. It's not just the fact that I believe on it. But yet, 
Jesus makes it enough. He wants you to know that he loves you so much that he makes it easy for you. He doesn't want you to have to struggle with knowing that I have to, I have to do it. He's already done it. In this miracle, he took these five loaves and these two fish and he handed them, he raised them to heaven and he asked God to bless it. Now he does what the father says and he hands them to the disciples and the food just keeps coming. That's the way the manna was in the Old Testament. That's the correlation of this miracle. Because you see, they asked for manna, or they asked for food. They actually asked for steak. <laughs> but he sent them manna and more than enough. But the regulation was you couldn't have but just what you needed for that day. When you read scripture, you read just what you need for that day. Don't worry about tomorrow. It has its own worries. Don't worry about yesterday. It's gone. It's done. It's over. And you can't change anything about it. The only thing you have power to do in your life is to let Jesus change life today. And he wants to do as powerful a miracle as feeding 5,000 in your life. Now, it won't be feeding 5,000. But there are people out there who are needing miracles tonight. Are you going to let Jesus do it? The biggest miracle of all is to take a person who's hard-hearted, hard-headed, and Jesus turns them around. I was privileged to talk to a group of women Friday night that have struggled with addiction. And now they're in a place where they can learn about Christ, learn about the word of God and how it plays a role in their life. But you know what? They had to invite him in. When I came to Christ at the age of 16, I had to walk that aisle all by myself and ask Christ to come into my heart. And he did. And life was never the same. I believe for that young boy that day, and probably for a lot of the multitude. Now it says a lot of them left because they didn't believe. How could you not believe food existed that didn't exist at first? But that's the way people are. People are the same way today. They just simply, they say, I just can't believe. Oh, really? Yeah, I told a friend of mine that I didn't know how to do this. But I said, my God does. And my friend answered me, well, I hope he understands high tech. You know my answer? He does. He created it. And praise God, he's done it. And I praise him. I glory in him. 
I know it's the Holy Spirit in me that is doing these things. Every week, I pray and ask the Holy Spirit to teach me what he wants told. Because this is not Barbara Culver's podcast. I know my name's on it. But this podcast is Christ's. It's all about him. Life is all about him. At that moment in time, the disciples learned he's enough to feed you, to make you content and full. But he won't do it just to be doing it. He does it for a purpose. And the purpose is so that you go out and tell other people what he's done in your life. I didn't do that for many years. But I'm ready, willing, and able to share everything that's happened in my life. Because of Christ. Because my life is Christ. You see, when I invited him in, he stayed. And he gave me his Holy Spirit. And he dwells here with me. And all I have to do is ask him for help. We can do anything in the power of Christ for the kingdom of God. Anything. And if it's done with a heart that's beings honoring him, he's going to take care of it. He's going to take care of you. He's going to handle life for you. But the gospel has not lost its power. It's the same gospel that Jesus presented when he lived on earth. He kept telling his disciples what was going to happen, that he would be arrested, that he would be mocked and ridiculed and beaten, and he would be hung on a cross. He would be buried, but on the third day, he would come out of that grave. And he did it. You see, whatever Jesus says he's going to do, he does. We need nothing in our lives but the bread of life. Then we need to take what that bread is in our lives and we need to distribute it to people so that their faith can grow, so that they can become hungry for the word of God, so that they can see that God is all they need in their life every day, every moment of every day. God doesn't do things in your life just to be doing them. They're all done for a purpose. And I don't care what you're dealing with today. You may be suffering. You may be be emotionally hurting. Jesus is enough. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to share with him your hurts, your pains, your sorrows, 
your grief, anything that's going on in your life. He already knows it. He just wants to hear you tell him about it. And then you'll be surprised at the miracle that he'll perform for you. And I hope, and my prayer is, it will be as big a miracle as what we read today. Go back and read chapter 6 of John. It's interesting reading, and it doesn't take very long. And then think about it this week. Think about how it speaks to you on your hunger level. How hungry are you? There's enough food just for you. I pray that you have a blessed week this week. That you will seek God every day. That you will want to open up the Bible and read a little bit. It doesn't have to be a whole lot. Just a little bit. And then you will take what you read and you'll meditate it on it all day long. You'll think about it and you'll ask the Holy Spirit to help you incorporate that into your life. Until next week, you have a good one. See you later.